How do we stay on target and continue our daily walk with the Lord? I don't know if you're like me, but I've started numerous Bible reading plans or scripture memory plans, and it's awful hard to stay on target and and keep up with those. It's just plain hard to keep on keeping on at times. Today we're going to examine that very important question as we hear from Dr. Don Davis, President of the Urban Ministry Institute with World Impact. Hi, my name is David Dennis with the Kansas Communities Ministry with the Navigators. I'm so happy you've joined us today for our fourth podcast out of six with Dr. Davis. We start today by hearing from Dr. Davis about his own spiritual journey. You know, we haven't talked a lot about Dr. Davis here. Tell us a little bit. You told us where you went to college and to your master's degree, yeah. both at Wheaton and then I think you said University of Iowa. Is that correct for your doctorate? Yeah. Now, yeah, tell me right. tell me kind of your spiritual journey. How, how did you come to know yeah. the Lord and growing up? Yeah, well, I'm, a, I'm Wichita, Kansas, twice born. I grew up here. Uh, I went to schools here uh, when I was in high school. I had made a real turn. I was, I was really drawn in. I, I went to schools in the uh, late sixties at high school, and uh, uh, that the 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 drug culture really had an effect on me. It was very profound. It was uh, uh, not 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 primarily uh, in terms of drugs and free love, but in the ideological thing. I've always been an altruist. All my friends, we've always wanted to change the world. and So I got involved in that, and quite honestly, after a little while, I saw that it was nothing but decadence and craziness. And one of the guys that I, one of my partners in that whole scene, uh, the uh, hippie scene, uh, became a Jehovah's Witness. And he I I couldn't believe for me the change in his life was like conversion. I mean, <laughs> he went from having waist length hair to being crew cut. He married and wow, he just you know and so forth. I I enthusiastically embraced study with the Jehovah's Witnesses. Um, my wife uh, Beth, we weren't even married then. We studied for a time. Uh, I must admit that coming out of that culture into the Jehovah's Witnesses with its legalism and unclarity was a brutal thing on my spirit. I Essentially, my wife, who was a social worker for the state of Kansas, ran into a Christian, one of her co-workers, who gave her a book, a little expose on the Jehovah's Witnesses. That book was called Apostles of Denial. It was written by a Biola professor. And she brought that book home, hoping I would read it. I was, I was, uh, I've always been a pretty disciplined and hungry guy. My intent was to go to New York and become the best Jehovah's Witness I could. And for those who don't know anything about the witnesses, they are, they are, they are mind-numbingly uh, good works oriented. There's not a droplet of grace in that. And I was trying to work my way into favor with Jehovah. After reading that book, The Apostles of Denial, I repented and believed. I, I remember how potent that was. Wow. And it was shortly after that that we, I just, I immediately felt a call to be, a, to be involved in ministry. I, I worked for a while. Uh, it was shortly after that, and I ran into World Impact a few years, uh, a ministry that was devoted to uh, making disciples in the inner cities of America. I applied. I joined that. And that was, it sounds amazing, that was literally 45 years ago. Mm -hmm. I have been associated with 
uh, World Impact um, in, in urban ministry for 45 years. I played every role um, uh, with my wife in urban ministry. We were community ministers. I was director of Wichita. Uh, I went on to become the vice president of education. Uh, I took a, a sort of a brief stay. My wife and I, we went to Wheaton we in, in University of Iowa grad school. And then I came back in 1995 to, to found the institute, and we have since then been involved in training uh, pastors and workers all over the world, missionaries among the poor. Hmm. And so that is a very short, brief uh, sort of romp through my life. I mean, I've always had this deep, deep conviction uh, regarding the power and the clarity of the Word of God. Everything I've ever done is the reason why I came to World Impact so many years ago. I was going to be a Bible teacher at a camp that we had, we had uh, started to train young men out of the city. So my, my entire career in ministry has been around the Word um, and, and, and teaching others to know, love, and to equip others in that, to, 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 to be strong and to disciple others in it. Hmm. So it's been it's been um it's been a it's been a marvelous marvelous joy mm-hmm. to 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 train leaders uh, and now to be able to train them all over the world quite literally mm-hmm. uh, in the Word of God. There's there's nothing more fulfilling than that for us. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Beth and I we had we have three children. Our oldest died uh, some years ago. Uh, my daughter uh, is a professor of. Uh, English at University of North Texas, uh, and my uh, my son works with me. He's an, a media specialist here at the institute. Great, yeah. Uh, yeah. thank you. That's great. Yeah. Now, how does Dr. Don Davis maintain a close walk with the Lord? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> uh, you know, I wish you had framed it in uh, a question like, "How does Dr. Don Davis hope?" To have a great relationship, <laughs> right, right. I know. Your, your, your question, your question begged. You assume that I'm walking with him. I sure want to, but I can tell you the most significant thing in my entire Christian life is that I am sort of, I am, I am a deep, deep believer in the great tradition of the church. Uh, I, I grew up in a sacramental communion, where, where the Christian year was really important in most of our Christian lives. We know of at least Christmas, or if not Christmas, maybe Easter. But if you think of the Christian year, the Christian year is built on celebrating the real life events of Jesus in real time through the year liturgically and, 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 and ecclesially. In other words, there's Advent that precedes Christmas. Christmas goes into Epiphany. Epiphany goes into Lent. Lent goes into a Holy Week. Holy Week goes into Easter. Easter into the Ascension. Ascension into Pentecost. And Pentecost then comes back around to Advent. Uh, the Revised Christian Lectionary is, is, a, is a reading cycle built on this story that occurs every three years, you get to read through most of the scriptures every three years. And so I am very much a part of that 
sort of Christian formational tradition that sort of takes its cues based on the life and ministry of Jesus of Nazareth. I mean, I, I just, Christianity to me is him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas Victor, I mean, I, that, that is my Christian life. I am not the sort of person to bounce around a lot on various topics and themes and ideas. Uh, every year, for many, many years, I have gone through the church year, and that church year in the Revised Common Lectionary, and all the texts and stories and, and sermons and, 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 and teachings that are anchored in the life of Jesus as told through that story, that has been the very key to my Christian life. Mm. Uh, what that does is several things for me is that not only are more than 300,000 congregations using that, which means that I get to tell the same story that hundreds of millions literally of Christians are telling every year. I get to go through the life of Jesus over and over and over. When I was a kid, I, I use a spiral graph. I don't know if you remember that. Sure, yeah. You would either start the thing, and yeah. every time you go around, it would create a more unique figure. And the more you go around, the richer the figure is. I've always believed that is the key. Now, I, I, am, I embrace the disciplines. I fast. I believe in silence. Uh, I believe in scripture, memory, and Bible reading and, and those things. I read through the Bible at least once chronologically every year. Every three years, I use the lectionary text. Uh, I am deeply, deeply influenced by the Lord's Supper. Uh, I am. I take it once a week. That's, uh, I'm, I'm from a sacramental background, so... That's, that's, you know, the, the Eucharist is our sort of faith sure. in a sacramental uh, faith. But I can tell you that the, 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 the beginning and end, the Alpha and Omega, my Christian life, is allegiance and devotion to the person of Jesus of Nazareth. I, I feel like Luther uh, in this. Luther said he really doesn't want to know anything about God that he didn't learn through Jesus of Nazareth. Mm, mm. <laughs> I view Christianity. Christianity is not a topic for me. Uh, there's no way to understand what God wants us to be and do if you don't understand Jesus of Nazareth. Mm. The great commission uh, is to go and to make disciples of him. I am a follower of him. I, my allegiance, uh, my, my availability, my commitment is to obey his commands and to celebrate his victory and to make disciples and other followers of him. So the, the, the center of my, my, my life uh, is uh, an allegiance to him that is mediated in Christian community through the church here spirituality. I, I am deeply, deeply moved by, by the Christian year. You know, uh, it's sort of interesting. I can pull for you a sermon that Calvin did on Advent or even Augustine in the 4th century did on Advent. Mm, mm, interesting, yeah. <laughs> How old that spirituality is. It's not, you know, it's not the latest series on the pastor. Yeah. Uh, I get to every single year at the same topics and themes 
that have shaped Christian imagination for the past 18 centuries. Mm. And that, to me, I want to be a, either uh, connected with the Church of Jesus Christ in the world. Uh, and uh, I, I, one of my favorite quotes about spirituality comes from Cyprian. He was one of the Latin fathers uh, in the uh, third century. He said, in, in just flawless Latin, he said, if the church, you, know, you put it in a question, can a, can a disciple have the church, can they have God as their father if the church is not his or her mother? Mm. And the way, the way we teach it at the Institute is if the, if the church ain't your mama, God ain't your dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. You can't, for me, it's just impossible to be a Christian separated from the communion of saints. Mm -hmm. I mean, I take that, I take that with the deepest seriousness. All of us living dead and yet unborn will live in a new heaven and earth where Christ will reign as Lord forever. Mm -hmm. And I'm a part of one great elect community. And that's the way I sort of view my personal Christian life. I, I choose not to. I just, it's just impossible for me to view my Christian life separate from, from us, you know. Right. The new heavens and the new earth that John talks about in Revelation is made up of the body of Christ, and as believers, we are part of that great communion of saints today as a foretaste of the great future God has for us and for all who have placed their faith in Jesus alone for eternal life. Wasn't that encouraging today? If you want more information about the Urban Ministry Institute, I've included that information in the show notes with this podcast. Next time, we hear from Dr. Davis and his view of how our churches can be more prophetic and less a mirror of society as we are called representatives of Christ in our world. Join me next time as we learn more about making disciples naturally. The views expressed on this podcast are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the views of the navigators, nor of the Kansas Communities Ministry. Thank you for listening.